Straight Fire and Flow with Kim and Tara, where we talk mindset, energetic, soulpreneurship, and business, expanding your freaking mind and elevating your entire being. You guys, it's all straight honesty, no scripts, pure divine wisdom and downloads given directly to you. And today we're talking with Amy Natalie, who is an empowerment and embodiment guide. Welcome. Thank you. It's so fun to be here with you, ladies. Oh, yes, we're so excited to have you. And we're super pumped to have this conversation about feminine embodiment just um, in general, because many of the many of our clients and many of the people that we meet in the online space, women specifically, are really starting to awaken to this notion that they've been living in um, either masculine energy or very wounded masculine energy. And they're, they're open to the possibility that there's something different out there. And so I thought we could just start off with what is feminine embodiment? What does it really mean to you? Mm, Yeah, I'm seeing this so much as well. Just so many women and beings, not just women, but men as well, awakening to this understanding that how we're doing things and how we've been operating in this masculine overdrive, this doing this performing, this forcing all of that, that there's an imbalance that's happening and the masculine energy is just as important as the feminine energy. So I really want to stress that, but I really see this deep craving and almost this hunger that people are having for this wisdom, for this information, for this way of being, because being in that hyper-masculine paradigm is leading people to feel burnt out, feeling anxious, depressed, physically chronic health symptoms, because there's not enough of this feminine flow. There's not enough of this Shakti life force energy. And a lot of people are getting to this place in their careers or in their businesses, even where they're like, wait, I achieved the success or I'm hustling to achieve the success. And I thought I would be happier. I thought I would feel better. I thought it would be different and it's not. And hitting that kind of breaking point of, oh, there's something missing. And so that to me is where feminine embodiment comes in. Uh, It's kind of a big term that can be broken down in so many ways, but for the purposes of today, intuitively what's coming through to, to describe it as is embodying the truth of who you are, letting go of these programs and these messages of how you should be and how you should live and how you should act and starting to listen to your body, letting your body be the guide of how to move throughout your life, how to make decisions, connecting more with your intuition, with the wisdom of your body and listening to what's right for you is I think what, what I want to start with today. I love that. Yeah. I, fucking love everything about this because <laughs> so Tara and I just like a little background. I don't even know that we've shared this on our podcast, but Tara and I were totally in wounded masculine energy completely to the point where me specifically, like one of my first healing sessions I ever did, she asked me where a feeling sat in my body. And I was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And I could not pinpoint where my body felt anything period. Like it was so like a, such a dissociated, such a pulled out type of, um, lifestyle that I was living that it was just so disconnected. And I think for so many of us, we've, we've grown up in a paradigm where 
like our, our teachers. And maybe when we were really young taught us to like, yes, you get to follow your heart and say these things and do that. But then as we grew up, it was like, oh my God, don't listen to anything. Your heart says sit in that logical analytical mind. And what that really did was like disconnected us from our bodies entirely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see that so much. Often we describe it as like living from the neck up being so disconnected from feeling and from connecting that we're just in the thinking mind where it's like, what do I have to check off the to-do list? What goal am I reaching next? And continuing to be in that cycle of overthinking, overanalyzing and over planning, like trying to control every little thing about our reality. Right. Um, that's, that's very much where, where it comes from. And I also see that the, the toxic masculine paradigm comes from a much deeper root that I work with a lot with my clients is unworthiness is this idea that we have to prove ourselves, that we have to fix ourselves in order to be loved or accepted. So you have to have the relationship or the amount of money in the bank or the latest gadgets and things in order to feel like you're worthy or the title in your company or in your career in order to feel like you're enough. So then you get stuck in this cycle, even of fixing your, your, you know, how much plastic surgery we're seeing. It's like, oh, I need to look a certain way in order to be worthy and valuable and appreciated. It's like, we're doing all of these things from this place of lack and from this deeper consciousness of not enoughness. And that often drives the, the doing mode and not being in your feminine. Oh, absolutely. Like from Jesse and, and Tara, I'll let you like do your own thing here too. But like from, even from my perspective, like I literally, but prior to doing what we do now, um, it was that constant like hamster wheel where it's, I was working 60 to 70 hours a week at three different jobs and feeling unworthy still at that point. Right. And I think right now we're, we're on the precipice we're already seeing it happen, right? Like we're seeing it in society and we're seeing people um, start to wake up to this notion. Um, but now it's like all these people are sitting here and it's just like, it, I what I get, and I don't know if this is a reflector standpoint, I'm in human design, I'm a reflector, if this is just like something I can, that I see is very much um, like a feeling of overwhelm, of overwhelm of how do you actually move from this to this, how do I actually tangibly see that? And it's like part of that masculine for me was like, I need to see a step-by-step process. Like show me the step-by-step mm-hmm. process to get here. And there mm-hmm. is none. <laughs> <laughs> well, there will be soon. Cause I'm in the process of writing a book for this specific reason. <laughs> oh, love that. Can't wait for that. Yeah, I see. I see that need as well, you know, especially because many of the women who are seeking this work are coming from that logical place of like, show me how to do it. Tell me how to do it. And Mm -hmm. that's not really how embodiment or feminine energy works, but there has to be a roadmap at least, or a, 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 there's different principles and understandings of the feminine that you can start to logically understand first, and then you can implement them, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. And like, and speaking to your point about like that whole fix it stuff, I am very much, I, or was very much somebody that was all in that fix it energy. And I feel like even when you start to take these steps to, um, you know, step more into like your feminine or balance that feminine and masculine a little bit more, a lot of times, like what we see is like, it's almost like becomes this addiction to fixing things like what's wrong what can i fix so even when you kind of get these tools and you start to even embody those tools you're still like looking for that next thing to fix because we're not used to things just getting to be easy or getting to just do things our way you know mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of the double-edged sword of being an ambitious person or being someone who's growth oriented. You're like always wanting to improve and to mm -hmm. grow and to learn. And then it, it can sometimes end up being from this place of just processing and, and, and constantly trying to fix, which is not fun. Like that's not your, yeah. it, it's just not an enjoyable process. And I actually just had a really powerful coaching session with the client today. And we were talking about this and she's like, wow, I've been in such deep processing. And it's just like, it's kind of sucked the joy out of my life. I've forgotten about, you know, the pleasure and the fun and enjoying my life and doing the things that light me up. And I think that's really where even in the personal development world, we can take a very masculine approach. Like it can become very checklist oriented. Like I need to meditate. I need to do breath work. I need to do my journaling. I need to do my affirmations. I need to, uh, you know, do all of these things. And it's this list versus what my, what my morning practice has turned into is really this intuition of waking up and taking a breath and connecting with my body. Like, what does my body need this morning? What would feel really good? What would feel the most alivening for me, most nourishing for me today and tuning into that coming in from that perspective um, and it's not perfect all the time, but I think that that is the, the daily practice of checking in with the body. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love this. Um, like you're speaking on this personal development, like that addiction to healing or fixing or whatnot in that realm. It's almost like it really, truly depends upon what energy you come from at that. Right. So like you can still continuously want to grow and want to evolve deeper into yourself and expand your mind and do all these things, but it depends upon the energy or the frequency in which you operate out of in that moment. And I think like, that's this undertone of, are you in that secret healing? I got to fix everything about myself and like constantly go, go, go. Or am I actually in this energy? Because this is what my soul is craving. This is what my body is craving in this moment. Um, and it's just a different, like, that's where Tara and I often talk about like how there's micro shifts. There's just these teeny energetic shifts that you have to make. And it's, it gets to be that simple of recognizing, oh, like this is my addiction coping mechanism coming out of like needing to fix and needing to go, go, go. Or I can shift into this other energy and this frequency and let my soul lead me. And, oh, she wants to be in the same arena, but it's coming from another, it's coming from a different energy altogether. Oh. Mm -hmm. I love it. And then as far as the morning practice, I, I love this conversation too, because often, so prior to Tara and I um, doing really like business mentorship, we were spiritual life coaching and pivoted into this though. So we have absolutely had clients where like that was their, their um, 
kind of their hang up of recognizing that like conceptually they were understanding that they needed to do all these things or that all of these things would help their body, help their process. But it, like you said, it just becomes that to-do list where I've got, I have an hour and in that hour, I'm going to move from this to this, to this, to this. And it's almost like you're still having like that out of body experience, like watching yourself move, go through the motions versus actively participating in it and feeling like my body's done with this right in this moment. And I'm ready to go to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I love all that. And then there's this other layer that I wanted to touch upon with you too, in, in regards to feminine embodiment, but you are somebody who is like Tara and I have followed you for a long time and we've taken a couple of, uh, I can't remember exactly what we did, but we did some embodiment work with you at some point. And you are somebody who shows up on social media, like beyond confident, right? Like you are so, um, you're so in your element. And I can only imagine that humans see what you put out there and are like, holy fuck balls. I want to be like her. <laughs> like, I want to feel that free. Like I want to feel that free. Um, so I can imagine like that. These are the humans that are getting in your world, but what was that process like for you? Like, so coming out of like the, we, Tara and I have been using the term spiritual closet lately, but it's like coming out of this, of who you once were and morphing into who you are and allowing yourself to be seen in that way. What's that process been like for you? Mm, yeah. Thanks for, for that reflection. And it, it really does feel like such a, yeah, important piece of my journey. You know, it definitely wasn't always like that. I'm coming up on 10 years of entrepreneurship. I started my business when I was 23 and it has definitely been a personal growth journey in itself and a reflection of my own inner journey. And so as I've continued to become more confident and peeling off these layers of shame and fear of judgment and worrying about what other people are going to think and becoming more of my authentic self, that has also been reflected in my business. And so for the first, I would say two or three years of my business, I remember sitting in at the time I was working in person with patients, with clients as a nutritionist and a health coach. And I had an office and I remember sitting in my office in between clients and looking at other people's websites and their, their Instagrams and their Facebook at the time. And I would just feel so bad about myself. I was like, they're so far ahead. They know exactly what they're doing. They're, they, they're so much smarter than me and had this like imposter syndrome and this inadequacy and this feeling of just not being enough. And that led to me procrastinating and self-sabotaging. And like, I had all of this time because I didn't have a full book of clients yet. And I wanted more clients, but I still wasn't showing up. And I will say that experience of when you know deep down that you can be showing up more and you know that you're not showing up to your fullest potential, which doesn't mean perfect all the time, but just like, you know, you're getting in your own way. That is one of the most painful feelings. Like I can feel it right now, actually in my solar plexus in my body right now, where it's like, oh, I'm not in my power. I'm not being who I came here to be, I'm getting in my own way. And it took a lot of deep mindset work of looking at, okay, where is my self-judgment coming from? Who am I afraid that's going to judge me? Really working on my self-worth. Like, yes, I have value to offer and not everyone's going to like me and not everyone's going to like what I post, but 
there are people out there who need this information. There are people out there who are struggling and who want what I have to offer and who it's going to resonate with. And so it's kind of like shifting from the ego of like, what are they going to think about me? And how is this going to look? And are they going to judge me to being really clear that I'm here for a reason? I've been called on this path for a reason. I have value to offer and I'm doing a disservice to the world and to myself by hiding, by playing small. So I would say the first piece was a lot of mindset work, looking at my limiting beliefs, looking at my own inner critic, also really working through letting go of friendships and relationships that were not in alignment, that were not supportive for me, including at the time I was married and I was living a life that was very much according to the books, according to what you would think was successful on the outside. And from the outside, it did look picture perfect, but I wasn't being my authentic self. I was suppressing certain parts of myself. And, you know, really after my divorce, which was really a big part of my healing journey and awakening, I was 27 years old when I went through my divorce. That's really when I came out of the spiritual closet. I even created a whole separate Instagram account, which you don't have to do. You can keep your Instagram, but I had an Instagram account. You can even look at it. It's called nourished balance. I haven't touched it for a very long time, (laughs) but I created a new account. And at the time it was called spiritual nutritionist. So I was moving from nutrition to spirituality and kind of blending the two. And then eventually I was like, oh yeah, it's all energy mindset work. Like the nutrition stuff is great, but this is what I'm here to do. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And then the, the other piece to really close that loop is embodiment work. Like there's only so much mindset work that you can do. You can think your way into being confident, but if you don't feel confident, it's going to be really different. And I think that has been my biggest turning point of I remember looking online again, I had done all this mindset work. I was showing up more consistently, but I was like, something's missing. Like, I don't feel magnetic. I don't feel that, that experience of like that. Yeah. That magnetism. I was seeing some other women showing up online and I was like, what are they doing differently? Like, what do they have? I want that. I, I, I want to understand it. And they were being their authentic self. They were being, they were embodied. And once I got that, I was like, I'm going down that path. And so last year I got my uh, certification as an embodiment teacher. I studied for 10 months, did my own practice. And that was really a big turning point when I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just showing up as myself and I'm going to be as expressed as I want to be, which is very, for me is very sensual. It's, uh, it's this, you know, I love dancing. I love music. And when I started to infuse my passion for dance and movement and music into my business, that was such a game changer for me. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. So like just because I feel like this is really going to help our audience that listens. We have like, we have a very diverse audience. It's like the, um, spiritual ask humans. And then there's also like solopreneur humans and, and whatnot, but all of them, and at least this is like a, a, a deep belief that I have in, in myself, is that there are there are many, if not all of us, that are here that are called into some type of profession, that are called into some type of 
um, it doesn't even have to be a profession, but it's into some type of growth or evolution that is that is beyond us. It's beyond our human, and it, it's really truly to, you know to help the collective of all. And so, whether or not they're solopreneurs or they're not, what was the difference when you noticed when you moved into full blown self expression? When you allowed yourself, what did you feel like? Can you describe that that feeling that came with it? Yeah. What comes to mind is liberation. And what I mean by that is liberation, freedom from not having that overthinking, not having that worrying and that doubt. And it's not that I never think about what are other people going to think, but I don't let that take over. That's not what runs the show. And so that liberation of freedom to be myself. And as I did that, what I found was that other women were feeling that inspiration and seeing the permission the same way that I had seen other women who were fully expressed and being themselves and like not caring, seemingly not caring what other people thought about them. I, I, I got the permission to be like, Oh, I can show up like that too. And so I've really started to attract you know, women who are, are craving that authenticity, who want to show up as their authentic selves. And yeah, it is this feeling of freedom of not having to pretend that you're someone else and not having to dim your light or to hide certain parts of yourself. And that's the part that's magnetic because we all want that that that's part of our evolution as souls, as beings, is we want to be all of us. We don't just want to be this version of us. That's going to get the, you know, approval of others. That's the ego, but the soul wants to be fully expressed. And for me, movement and feminine embodiment and dance is one of the ways that I've been able to access those deeper layers of expression. It hasn't been through specifically like affirmations of, I am confident I am fully alive. Like I do say affirmations too, but it's the embodiment piece that has been, been really supportive. Oh, I love this. Tara and I were just talking about this, Mm -hmm. like how I, I, I completely agree with you, like just in our own evolution, but like first, whatever it is that you're learning, it conceptually has to land for you. That's like the first process but that's just a piece of the process. And I think what so many people get lost or stuck in is, is because of how society has mainstream society has really truly taught us that like everything is of the mind, that it's so important to be in the mind, but that really truly, and based on what you're saying here, it feels like it's just the tip of the iceberg. It totally right? is. And mm-hmm. I thought that, that before, like the mindset work was like all of it and it is so powerful. I mean, the mindset work is the foundation for sure. But then I think we're at this place where a lot of people and a lot of women are ready to go deeper than that. They want mm-hmm. more. And that, that's what I see. Like, this is the, the feminine approach to healing. This is the feminine approach to transformation and, and yeah, alignment is through the body. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I love gosh. <laughs> I know like a hundred percent. And like, that's this piece. Um, I love that you said that this is the feminine approach because like, that's the exact same, like from Tara and I's perspective, 
we do business from a feminine approach. There absolutely is a masculine approach out there that works for humans. And that may work for you if that's what you, um, if that's what lights you up, if that's what feels good in your body. But regardless of whatever process you're doing, if it's all in the head or all in the mind, there's something so much more you're missing out on. Um, and I don't know, from like a totally different perspective, like this is a total spiritual question. Do you feel like, very woo, I'm about to get here. So do let's, you feel Let's like, do it. <laughs> yes. Do you feel like when you dropped into your body, you became more of a clear channel? Like when you fully were embodied, do you feel like you became more of that clear channel to really, truly like work with the universe, work with source, work with consciousness? What, it, what was that process like? Yeah, I would say that it, I, there isn't an arriving point. It's not like I arrive at being embodied and then I'm always embodied. Like right. it is such a practice. It's like, I still have days where I'm like, get stuck in my head or I'm not doing, you know, I don't feel so in flow. And then I have to come back into the body because we're so conditioned to be in the mind. So I just really want to share that. Like I I'm still in my own exploration and there's so many layers to this, but what I will say is that it has given me a lot more access to my intuition and a lot of my clients at the end of a, like, if we're doing a feminine embodiment session, if we're doing a whole practice, like they'll say at the end, they'll be like, wow, I feel like I've come home to myself. Like this is the real me. And in that space, it's almost this like blissed out euphoric space. And oftentimes I'll guide them to ask their intuition. Like, what do you, what do I need to know? And they'll get messages from their body about something that they want to create in their business or a conversation that they want to have in a relationship. And it's, it's the body that's speaking. And I also do these guided meditations where we go into the body and like you, like one of the healers that you worked with asked, like, what is your body telling you? And that's the intuitive guidance and the wisdom that's coming from your soul. That's coming from the universe versus what does my mind want me to do? And the mind is conditioned. The mind is programmed. So the, these practices help us to get out of the mind into the body and access what is real, what is true, what feels right for us, not what we think we should do or how we should do things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's so yeah, hard I, to articulate embodiment stuff because it's like I a know. feeling, it's an experience. Yeah, totally. I'm like, totally. yeah, how do I describe this body thing with I words? Know. <laughs> I know, I know. And there are no words to articulate it, but yeah. like that's that exact, that exact piece. I, I, I love that because that's what I feel like is the more that you dive into embodiment and the more that you work with your intuition and more that you truly just start to honor your body, the more you the clearer you become in knowing like, oh, this is my ego popping in right now. This is, this is the universe popping in right now. This is a message my body wants versus, oh, this is my ego telling me rationalizing some shit mm -hmm. in my head right now. And that's what I mean. Like by becoming a clear channel for me, it's, it's evident what's allowed me to continue it. Like for Tara and I to continuously go through this path is being able to see, oh, that's just an ego fear right now. That's just an ego concern or a worry because we've never been here before, because we've never done this before. So of course your ego pops in and is like, 
trying to squash you a little bit, is trying to keep you in that familiar state. But when you can actually discern between the two and recognize, oh my gosh, this is what my body, this is what this calling is. That's where it's like, you, if you can anchor into that vision, this, this soulpreneur journey becomes so much more manageable, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think to give an, a tangible example of this for, for our listeners is, you know, when I used to make decisions or if I was in a conversation with someone and I wasn't like so clear if I, if I really wanted to do something or if I didn't want to do something. And it was really hard for me to distinguish between the two, because I, like you said, I wasn't as connected to my body. I wasn't feeling as much. And that's where our intuition lives. It lives in our body. Now, if something's not right for me, like my body will tell me in the form of even anxiety, all of a sudden I'll be getting like, you know, have a tight chest or have those that my heart rate will speed up and I'll feel really anxious or I'll get like a stomach ache and, and my body starts to speak to me to the point where it's like, I can't do things that are not in alignment for me, which is sometimes like, (laughs) again, a double-edged sword. I'm like, shit, why can't I just be, you know, why can't I just do, do the thing, like go out and have a drink with a friend. And it's like, actually, no, my body's really tired right now. It's telling me I need to rest. I can't bypass that anymore. Um, so it's good because it helps to keep me in alignment and helps to guide me to the choices that are actually best for me. But my body also has become very sensitive and it's like, it doesn't let me do the things that aren't, aren't good for me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, or I pay the price like a lot afterwards. Yeah. That's the thing. Yep pay the price for sure. Okay. So Amy, Natalie, where do you, where can people get in touch with you? Like, what do you have going on in your world these days? Yeah, there's always good stuff happening. Um, right now I am about to open this, what I would call embodiment portal. I was finding that there were so many women who were curious about embodiment and wanted to learn how to deepen this practice. And so this specific program is called wild and it's all about connecting with your inner wild woman to break free from this, you know, this conditioning and this programming and to be your authentic self. Um, so wild is coming up. We start October 6th and, um, for everyone who wants to find out more information about that, you can come on over to my Instagram. It's Amy Natalie co and all of the information's there. And if you're listening to this after October 6th, uh, come on over, send me a direct message. Let me know, you know, that you listened to this episode, what you liked about it. And I'd love to have a conversation to see how we can, support you in being more embodied and connecting to your feminine energy. Oh, love this. Love this. Love this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy, for being here. And if you want to connect with Amy, Natalie, or learn more about our offerings, you can find all of her information and a link to her Instagram in our show notes. We are so grateful that you took the time to have our conversation with us. Um, I think our listeners are going to mind blown. They're going to feel it in their bodies. I just know it's going to be true. Um, So thank you again for being here and for everybody um, listening in. We will see you next week for another episode of Straight Fire and Flow. 